Take care of your baby and yourself. That's the sum total of Netflix parental leave policy. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is the beginning of a new series in this podcast, which I'm calling Cultural Excellence. And I want to share with you some stories of people I think are doing something exceptional, both people I know and people I read about. And then we can consider together how these stories might be able to relate to you and your efforts to walk your talk. And that quote at the beginning came from a long profile of Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, in the Times in the UK, where they really describe the radical approaches that they take to maintain the culture that they particularly want. And you'll find me quoting some more of that as we go through this episode. So I'm finding that there are some characteristics that are common in most great cultures. And most great culture work that I see people putting in to create the culture they want. And the key one seems to be that they're willing to do some things radically different. And radically enough that some people actually don't want to work there and that that is actually a good thing. Because, you know, too much of what I'm seeing is a little bit too bland. You know, when you're leading a culture, you need to have people sit up and notice especially if you want people to change their behavior. Interesting isn't enough. They've got to see what you have to be truly remarkable, as in people will remark on it. I love that word remarkable, that people will make a remark about it. Now, some people may hate it, but the people you're going to want to keep and attract will love it. So let me read you a section from this piece that I found in the newspaper about Netflix. It's absolutely, for me, fascinating and full of examples of what it takes to be remarkable in the way that you go about your culture work. If you work at Netflix, you can take unlimited holiday, work the hours that you want, travel anywhere in any class of seat, and buy anything you choose on expenses so long as you can justify your decisions as being in the company's best interests. Nobody tracks your sick days, and the parental leave policy is take care of your baby and yourself. You get to see the company's quarterly financial results weeks before Wall Street does, and have full access to strategic information. The company commits to paying you at the top of market rates, and actively encourages you to take calls from headhunters to find out what those might be. Employees at all levels make big strategic bets without their boss's approval all the time. On the other hand, you could lose your job tomorrow. And until you do, you will be subjected to searing public critiques of your performance from your colleagues as a matter of course, sometimes over live 360 dinners 
that can last as long as five hours and sound to non-initiates, more like a barbaric reality TV show concept than a sensible way to nurture personal development. Also, under something called the Keeper Test, your immediate boss is expected to assess at regular intervals whether you have slipped from being a stunning performer to a merely adequate one. And if they can find anyone better outside the organisation, it is their avowed duty to Netflix to replace you. The company, meanwhile, undertakes to wave you out of the door with a generous severance package and an assurance that there was no shame in failing to keep pace with such a high-performance environment. Quite something, eh? Now, some of you may love the idea of working there in Netflix, as it's described. But some of you may have listened to what I just read and said to yourself, that's not the right way to run a company. That's not the right way to develop talent. Or you may just say, I personally would hate that. But that doesn't matter, you see. What matters is that it works for Netflix and that they walk that talk. And if you choose to join them, then you know the deal. And if you get asked to leave, you know why. So what are my conclusions from this story? That you have to be radical, not in everything, but in whatever you've chosen as the foundation principles of your culture. For Netflix, that was freedom and responsibility, or F&R, apparently, as they call it. Now, yours might be customer centricity, so your radical move may be that you will accept any return goods, even if you're pretty damn sure that the customers use them and maybe never intended to keep them. Or perhaps if you're really wanting to welcome women and be a super diverse organization, you might choose the just look after your baby and yourself as your parental leave. Who knows? The key is that whatever you do, your stance has to be radically different from that of your competitors and in the eyes of your people. So you pick what really matters in relation to that target culture and then go for it. That's my advice, having seen so many organizations have a go at this. And so many organizations just coming out a little bit bland, a little bit me too, a little bit like it sounds like we're just talking about it. So whatever you decide to do, it doesn't have to be everything, but some big moves, it needs to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm convinced of that now. It's not, even if you're new, even if you're one of the top players, even if you think that you've already reached the new culture in your own behavior, I think these decisions have to make you feel uncomfortable. Because I think it's got to be radical enough to make you wonder whether you're insane making that move. What if employees abuse it? What if customers do? What if you lose a whole lot of money as a result? What if you decide to move some people out of your organization and some of them hold critical corporate history or are the key to your sales figures? Uncomfortable enough yet? You're probably getting close to your remarkable moves. Because what you'll find is if you're truly committed to your intended culture and you've already worked out 
you know, why it's essential to your business and the cost of not achieving it, then you will have already realized that the benefit of changing your culture will actually eventually outweigh the short-term risks that your remarkable moves may generate. And you're probably not even accounting for the uplift in reputation with customers or just being known as a great place to work, which those kind of moves make because people talk about them. Now, many of the organizations I have had contact with over the years do find it hard to be radical enough in the moves that they make. And so their people don't really believe that they're walking their talk. They hear the words, they see some good behavior, but not enough to deeply and radically change their own behavior or their own approach to work sufficiently to change the culture. I remember one client we had where the recommendation that we made after completing a deep dive root cause culture analysis was that they change the travel policy. Because what we found was that no one would believe the senior leader's message that they really wanted in an empowered organization, which was their goal, unless they did that. Because at the time, every permission to travel had to be given and signed off by the leader. And international travel had two levels up. And when we went out and talked to people and did focus groups and so on, and talked about empowerment, they all said, oh yeah, well, we'll believe it when they do the travel policy. I mean, it was amazing. It just came up over and over and over again. So they changed it. So I went back to that organization six years later and I was giving a talk and the business unit head introduced me at the beginning of the presentation as being one of the team of consultants who had caused the travel policy to change. And everybody remembered it. So I was able to say, well, that's what walking your talk means. So it was, it was a great start to the talk. But what's fascinating for me is that people are still remembering it and talking about it six years later. So not only did they change the travel policy, but they started a conversation about what empowerment really meant. So what's your radical move? That's my question. That's what this episode is about. And that's the exercise I'd like you to really think about doing either by yourself or with your team. So a couple of questions. First thing, of course, is what is the most important culture goal we have? So pick the one that would really make the difference. And then what remarkable move could we make that would demonstrate that? And remember, remarkable means that people will remark about it. They will talk about it. Some of them may love it and some of them may not love it, but they will talk about it. It will challenge them. The test of that remarkable is that it has to be radical enough for you to feel uncomfortable. So I hope you create some great stories that people will be talking about in six years time. Bye for now and thanks for listening. <laughs>